Football for Kids podcast with me, Darren Reese. At the weekend, just gone, I was very kindly invited along by Chris and Max from the FA to watch the FA Disability Cup. It was held at St George's Park in Burton-on-Trent. St George's Park is the training home of the England national team and is one of the most amazing football places I've ever been. There are the most spectacular training facilities with football pitches outside and inside. Not only that, but these training areas also double up as little arenas where hundreds of spectators can watch training, games and tournaments. At St George's Park, there is a very lovely hotel and as you walk into it, there is the most magnificent plaque which covers the entire left-hand side of the wall. It's called the England Cap Wall. On the England Catpool, there are three sections. The first section is the names of those that have represented England over 50 times or more, which has four long lists of names, including Paul Gascoigne, Alan Shearer and Gareth Southgate. Next to that, there's a shorter list, which has those which have 100 or more caps, which includes the likes of Wayne Rooney, Kyle Walker and Demi Stokes. And then there's the final list of those that have represented England 150 times or more. There's three names on that list. Lioness Farrah Williams, Lioness Jill Scott and Darren Harris. Darren has more caps than Alan Shearer, Mason Mount, Jude Bellingham and Jack Grealish all put together. Darren Harris is England's most successful and most decorated blind footballer of all time. Unfortunately though, the truth is, not enough people know who Darren is and they don't know about his magnificent achievements and not enough people know much about disability football and I am pledging to shine a light on it and bring it to the attention to as many of you Football Bonkers fans as I possibly can. So in this episode, we're going to very proudly be talking about disability football. Before we get into this episode, as always, let's do some of your shout-outs and your messages. Hi Darren, my name is Austin and I'm six years old. My mum found your podcast and I listen to it every night before bed and I'm a huge Arsenal fan, thanks to my dad. We went to our first Arsenal game at the Emirates Stadium recently when Arsenal beat Bournemouth 3-2. Please can you do a shout out to my football team, Long Lane, JFC Tigers under sevens, and please can you do an episode about Robert Perez. Thank you very much from Austin. Well, Austin, thank you so much for writing in and thank you for being a listener. I've taken down your request and a massive shout out goes to you, your team, all your teammates, and of course, to your wonderful coaches who give up their valuable time. I'm sure they do such a brilliant job. And also, Austin... I know it's your birthday coming up this Saturday and you're going to be seven years old. So a very happy birthday to you when it is your birthday on Saturday. I hope you have a really wonderful day and you enjoy yourself. And the next one says, hi, Darren, my name is Teddy and I'm six years old. Can you do a podcast about Steve Ball? Because my daddy has taught me a lot about him and I would like to learn more. I play for Alderley United in Cheshire and I'm the only Wolves fan in my school. Thank you. And that is from Teddy Millington. Well, thank you so much for your message, Teddy. Thank you for being a listener. And don't you worry, I've stuck Steve Ball down onto the list of the episodes which I need to write. 
And the last shout-out on this episode says, Dear Darren, my name is Solly. I'm from Byron Bay, Australia, and I so love your show. Can you do a shout-out to my team, the Byron Bay Pumas? Could you please, please do a show on Aussie player Matty Ryan? Thank you so much from Solly. Well, Solly, once again, great to know that we've got listeners out in Australia. A massive shout out to you and everybody at the Byron Bay Pumas. Your request of Matty Ryan has gone on to my long list of episodes, which I need to write. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and all the episodes that we've got coming up. Right, well, that's all we've got time for in terms of shout-outs and messages on this episode. Thank you to everyone who's been writing in recently. If you'd like to send a message, you can ask an adult to send an email to footballforkidspodcast at gmail.com. And just a reminder, the waiting list to get a shout-out on the podcast is about 10 weeks at the moment, just because there's so many of you which are writing in. But please don't let that put you off. I want to hear from you. I want to get your requests and your ideas. And we want to keep the shout-outs coming for you and all your football teams and football teammates. Before we kick off, I'm going to put my hand up and tell you something. I don't know enough about disability football. But over the weekend, I have learnt so much. If anyone listening plays any form of disability football or is involved in any way, I would love to hear from you. And lastly, before we get going, although my initials are DR, it makes me sound like a doctor, I can promise you I'm really not. So I've asked a doctor to help me with some brief sentences to sum up some of the disabilities which we may speak about in this episode and the other episodes which will be coming out on disability football. Did you know that disability football is growing in a big way? In the United Kingdom, there are over 2,056 disability football teams. There are over 2,300 opportunities to play, 171 centres for disability football and nearly 20,000 players taking part. I'll put some links which some people might find both interesting and useful in the description of this episode. Let's kick stuff off with cerebral palsy football. The first disability football match I have ever watched, it was North Eastern Yorkshire versus Norwich City CSF. The National Cerebral Palsy League was set up around seven years ago and the game is for players with cerebral palsy and for those with other neurological conditions such as stroke and traumatic brain injuries. And before we go any further, you might not know what CP is. Cerebral palsy is a neurological disorder that affects movement, posture and muscle coordination. People with it can experience difficulties with breathing, the way that they stand, balance, pain, eating, sight, hearing and so much more. Something which is really important to mention is that no two people experience cerebral palsy the same way and it affects 1 in 400 people in the UK. The game of CP football that I watched at the indoor 3G pitch was a seven aside game with two 30 minute halves. The pitch is set out slightly smaller than a standard football pitch and the goals are also a little bit smaller. The laws, or the rules, are based on the FIFA 11-a-side game, but there's no offside rule. The standard of the football which I had the pleasure of watching was truly brilliant. The passing, the skills, the short game, the long game, these players had it all. 
there was a player on the left wing for North Eastern Yorkshire who at one point skilled three players and put a terrific through ball into the box. Norwich pushed North Eastern Yorkshire, but their defensive skills were just too much on the day. The game ended 4-0 to North Eastern Yorkshire, and at the end, they had the joy of a trophy presentation and lifting the trophy into the air to an applauding and cheering crowd. What a very special moment for them and their fans. Moving on to the next disability football game that I was lucky enough to experience was the final of the power chair football. Now, I've got to tell you, I was seriously impressed with this. Power chair football is where the footballers are in electric chairs which have two big wheels on the back and two small wheels on the front. There are also bars that go around the front of the chair. The speed that these power chairs move at is quite something and the way that the players change their angles swinging the chair around to hit the ball is absolutely incredible. The game was played in the St George's Futsal Arena and had a massive crowd. Aspire PFC versus Newcastle United Foundation PFC. It was a four versus four game of two 20 minute halves. The ball which they use in power chair football is a lot bigger than a standard football, but the way that they pass it to each other and score goals takes much skill and a lot of practice. There were points in the game when they would pass it three or four times and then have a shot. The speed which it all happens is sometimes hard to keep up with. That's how good these players are. Aspire ended up winning the game 2-0 and were awarded the cup. Newcastle were a very good side and although it was 2-0, it was one of those games where nobody deserved to lose. Power chair football is played up and down the country and you can find out how to watch or get involved via the link which I've put in the description of this episode. The last game I got the opportunity to watch was the Death Cup Final, back indoors on the 3G pitch between Farsley Celtic Def FC and St John's Def FC. The game was an 11-a-side game. All players have to remove their hearing aids to ensure fairness for all players. Because the players are deaf, they cannot hear each other to shout for the ball or that a player is onto them. But also, they can't hear the referee. So in this game, the referee wears an all-black kit but with some very bright yellowy-green gloves. The bright yellowy-green gloves enable the players to see the referee and his hand signals so they know what is happening in the game and they know what his decisions are throughout the match. It was yet again a highly skilled match with both battling it out to put on a brilliant display of football. St John's won the game 3-0 and were crowned champions. Over that weekend, there were other games that I wasn't able to make, which included the partially sighted final, the amputee final and the blind cup final. Over the coming months, I will bring you some in-depth episodes about the players and the different disciplines of disability football. The attitude, positivity and determination of the players that I got to watch was both inspiring and motivating and I had to tell you about it. I believe that football is for everyone and it always should be. The different styles of football are entertaining and it always gives us something to learn. So I hope that you've enjoyed hearing about my day out at the FA Disability Cup. And maybe you'll even want to watch some of that stuff we've spoken about or get involved with it. 
Once again, thank you so much to the FA for inviting me down and make sure you look out for future episodes on disability football. So remember, if you know someone who loves football, just as much as you do, no matter the style of that football, then please tell them about Football for Kids. And whether you're playing football soon, watching it on the telly or pitch side, I hope that you enjoy the game. See you next time.